Hey family, this is James Taylor, lead pastor of the Heavenly Vision Church, where it is our vision to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. I'm glad you could tune in to this podcast today. I pray that the word will be a blessing to you and help you move towards God's will. The vision for 2019, and then we're going to call Lady Kay. She's going to pronounce blessings and pray over us. And then we're going uh, to talk about what our week looks like and, and give and go home together. Uh, we got fellowship opportunity this afternoon but other than that we're man I'm, man I'm I'm glad you're here anybody glad they came to church today I'm glad I'm glad you're here I thank God for you I do not uh, I do not take it for granted that you're in this room uh, but I, I honor you for your presence um, this year 2019 uh, it is as the Lord has declared it to, to me, and I'm sharing with you now, 2019, listen to me, is going to be the year of standard. It's going to be the year of standard. I want to share with you some scriptures briefly. Uh, but when God begins to speak this, he, he, he didn't speak it just for the, the, the corporate man of heavenly vision. But I believe he's also speaking it for your house. And I need you to grab this. And if... If I'm not talking to you and your, fa- your house and your family, then you are free to leave. But what God is speaking is that there needs to be instated, restated, or erected a divine standard for our house. It is time out for people doing whatever they want to do, when and how they want to do it. Moving in directions that are counterproductive to the corporate goal. Here it is. Listen to me. Yes, we are grown to a certain extent. And we, and even those of us who are younger, you literally have the ability to do whatever you want to do. You have the ability. You can do whatever you want to do. But you have to ask yourself, how will my independent choices affect the corporate outcome? have to ask yourself concerning your family, your relationships, your household, and most certainly the body of Christ. And so now, as, as we've been praying and seeking God and asking what should we do, what should we say, where should we go, he says, son, before you leave this building, and you are getting ready to leave this building, he said, I need you to leave with standards. The children of Israel left Egypt with a standard. But between Egypt and the promised land, they allowed their success to shroud their standard. Don't miss this. Don't allow the success that you are going to experience to shroud the standards that God has already called you to. Because it is literally the standard that got you the success. So you can't forsake it now. You have to embrace it. You have to embrace it. And so God is saying that this is a time where we reestablish, we establish, and we affirm the standards of living according to his divine will. Does anybody agree with that? Anybody disagree? I'll take it if you do. We can talk after worship. It is time for us to erect divine standards. Now, here's the amazing thing about standards. The amazing thing about, especially the standard of God, is that everything doesn't fit in it. Everything doesn't fit in it. The standard of God is very clear, very concise, very succinct. Jesus says that it is actually a narrow road. And only a few choose to follow it. While the the way of uh, frivolousness, the way way of, of, of total reckless abandon, it is a wide road. It is broad and anybody can stumble down it. We have to know and be okay with everything not fitting in the standard of God. This year, and I I probably said it last year, but I want to reaffirm it for this year, you have to be very okay with saying no. 
you have to be very okay with redirecting people to the standard. Please understand, it's not you that people are fighting with. (sighs) Yahweh tells Moses when he begins to instruct the children of Israel on what they should do from, from, from where they were to where they were going to end up. He says, I need you to understand, Moses, as you declare these laws to them, as you give them my standard, they are not fighting with you, Moses. If they decide not to do what I've commanded them to do, they are not fighting with you, sir. They are fighting with me. And so we have to make sure that we take the fight out of our hands and put it in God's hands. Here's the standard that God called me to, to, to set for my family. And if you don't want that, that standard, then you can talk to Jesus. Don't talk to me. I ain't got time for it. That's harsh. That's real tough. I understand. But some of y'all want tough stuff. Some of y'all want stuff that, that your credit score can't afford. Some some of us want God to do something that three generations of abuse has set up. We want God to break generational curses. We want God to turn the tide of health. We want God to literally change our whole paradigm. We want to go from death to life, but still want to act dead. No, no, sir. No, ma'am. God says, if you, he says, watch this. You, you ask a hard thing. This is what Elijah says to Elisha. When, when Elijah is getting ready to, to be translated, he says, son, what do you want? He says, I want a double portion of your anointing. That's a hard thing. He says, I want a double portion of your anointing. I want, I want to do twice as much as everything God called you to do, dad. Elijah looks at Elisha and says, son, you asked a hard thing. But here's the word. He says, but if you see what I see, then you can have what I have. In other words, if you share my perspective, if you live according to have the same standard that I have, you can get what I got multiplied. And here's, here's, here's the blessing that I hear God saying. If you would adhere to the standard that I'm setting forth for your life, I'll give you twice as much as your predecessors got. Oh, I I see it on the table right now. I see it on the table right now, not just for me, but for you, for your life, for your ministry, for your family, twice as much. Struggle to get to where they were. I hear God saying, thank you, Holy Ghost. If you apply the standard it will forego the struggle. I'm, I'm going to listen. Now, now, that's not even in my notes. I need you to hear this because the Holy Spirit is speaking in this room right now. If you would but apply this, I'm talking about even starting today, this week, this month. If you would apply the standard, I will cause you to forego the struggle. Now, what I need you to help me and to testify about later on is whatever that struggle is, because some of you had struggles set in your mind right now. You already had pent up in your mind. These are the struggles I'm going to have in 2019. But I hear God saying in the spirit that if you would adhere to the standard I'm setting for your life, I will cause you to forego that struggle. I wish somebody would really respond to what God just said. I wish somebody, And it's going to be okay because we're going we, we, we to see the testimony of it. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13. You should see it on your screens. It says, until we all reach the unity of faith and knowledge of God's son. God's goal is for us to become mature adults, to be fully grown, matured by the standard of the fullness of Christ. Now, here's what I need you to understand, because we're going to be talking about standard a lot this year. Standard is not just a rule. Standard is an attainment. He says, until we reach or or get to the measure of the standard of the fullness of God. Here's, Here's the whole picture of the standard. 
the standard is the very thing that God causes you to live according to the image of Christ. When we begin to look at the life of Christ, there was nothing that he intended to do that he didn't get done. He fulfilled every one of his directives because he lived according to a standard. Now I'm going to jump into one of the, the messages that we're going to preach in the next couple of weeks. But a standard, listen, in, in my God, a standard in the Old Testament had two understandings. One, it was a banner. A standard was a banner. And the banner indicated God's territory. And enemies knew you don't pass the banner. If you try to pass this banner, you will most likely be killed. Not by even the people, but by Yahweh himself. By the time that they erected banners, they had multiple testimonies of how Yahweh put his hand in the battle and allowed every enemy of Israel to fall at his hand. But not only was the, was the, was the standard a banner, the standard, uh, there, there's a Hebrew word, tovah, which literally means a mass. A mass, a mass of a ship. Think of a, or, or think of a sailboat even. There's this long pole that goes all the way to the top and that sail hangs from. But now here's, here's the detail of the mass. The mass doesn't just go high, but it goes deep. The mass goes all the way to the bottom of the boat. And it is the mass as it's being built. The mass is the very thing that causes the boat to stay level. It goes all the way to the bottom. So the first thing that it does, it gives balance to the boat. We're talking about standards. So the first thing we need to understand when we're talking about building standards, these are the tools that God is going to use to bring, to bring balance to your life. You've been trying to figure out how do I get balance in this family? How do we get balance in the home? How do we get balance in these ministries and all these different areas? We get balance by standards. We don't get mad at the standard. We don't yell at the standard. We acknowledge that the standard is there for our benefit. And even if we don't adhere to or meet the standard, we get mad at ourselves, not the standard. And we have a conversation with ourselves. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm, you know, y'all pray for me. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start helping people have conversation with themselves. I'm going to have... I'm going to have it, at least as it regards to standards, I'm going to lead you into having a good conversation with yourself. The prodigal son, he didn't have a long, drawn-out conversation with the father. The Bible says, and he came to himself. He said, wait a minute. Shoot, my daddy got, man, what a... It gives balance. But not only that, if you... If you string up the mass properly and you, and, and, you, and you take up the sail, not only does it give you balance, it's not only the standards give balance to your life, but standards also give direction. When you put the sail on the mass, on the tovah, on the standard, when you hang the sail, when you hang your life, when you hang your projects, when you hang your mission, when you hang your vision on the standard. It is, it, is, it is the standard that helps it move forward because it catches the wind. It catches the wind. It catches what the... Here it is. If you erect a standard, you can have motion when the Holy Spirit speaks. I can't... I'm sorry. Okay. So, so, so if the standard is erected, the sail, it, it doesn't move if there's no wind. But when the Ruah, the breath of God, the Holy Ghost, when, when the Holy Ghost begins to move, then you get direction and you can begin to move forward. But some of us have been struggling through the last couple of years because we're trying to figure out, I hear the Holy Ghost speaking. I feel the Holy Ghost moving. Why am I still in the same place? Because you don't have a standard erected. You don't have any sail that can catch the wind of the Holy Ghost and progress you forward. You 
need a standard. The Holy Ghost can talk to you all day. But if you don't have any standard that you can catch hold of. You won't move. You'll, you'll be in the same place doing the same shout and say, hallelujah, I receive it, I receive it, I'm still here. God had prophesied a house to my family two years ago. But it wasn't until my wife and I paid off our debt. No, oh, y'all think I'm, okay. The month we paid off all of our debt was the month we got the call for the house. There is no coincidence in this family. None. You have to have a standard erected so that it will give balance and it will give direction to where God is calling you to go. So as Christ followers, there is a real standard that we have been called to meet. And that is the life of Christ. Hear me. It is not enough for us merely to love him. We must also follow after him. Reaching toward his holy standard. This year, as a corporate body, we are going to lean into the reality of God's holy standard or God's way of living by erecting holy standards in our lives that we may live the life that Christ lived. So the first standard that I need you to adhere to is the standard of learning. The standard of learning. We are going to become students this year. You do not know it all. Even in your own area of expertise, there are trainings, there are workshops, there, there, there are professional development seminars to help you sharpen your skills. I don't care how good your knife is, keep cutting with it. It's going to become dull. And so iron has to sharpen iron. And so we have to, we have to adhere. The scripture says, that we are called to do our best to present ourselves to God as one approved. We talked about that last week. A workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. So we need to become students of the word and we need to become students of life. So now is not the year for you to give me your resume. This is the year for you to take this syllabus. I wish I could tell you that this is the year of elevation. I, don't, I didn't read that. I didn't get that prophetic word. Maybe you can go to another church and get that one. They, they'll prophesy this is the year for you to, to, to be elevated and to, you know, to, you know all the you know, dollar dances that they do, you know, and you sell your $100 and you just have $100 less. No, this is the year for you to get serious about your development. I'm having, I'm having issues in my marriage. Learn how to be a better spouse. Talk to, find somebody that works in a marriage. Look at some, okay, okay, hallelujah. All right, stop asking people that are not married, that don't have relationships, and that their relationships are trifling. I know they're your bestie, but they're not the best one for this scenario. This is the time for us to be trained. This is the time for us to be able to rightly divide. So now I'm learning. I'm becoming a student. I'm reading more. I'm studying more. I'm, I'm on YouTube. I'm, I'm getting, I'm learning things. I'm, I'm studying things. Y'all pray for me because I'm doing this in my own life. Uh, Deacon Mike, y'all pray for me. Deacon Mike has been my go-to, my, listen, my whole adult husband life. Y'all pray for me. I, I have been hardware challenged. So bad, I almost electrocuted myself once at my house. <laughs> the first house we had, or the second house we had in Compton, I almost electrocuted myself. Because I wanted to put a ceiling fan in my baby, my little baby Joe, we just had a little baby. I wanted to put a ceiling fan in the baby's room. I wanted the baby to be cool in the summertime, amen. He was a summer baby, so I said, I'm going to put this ceiling fan up. But I didn't turn the electricity off. <laughs> Laugh at my expense, please, please. Laugh at me being electrocuted. Why don't you? <laughs> hey, that wasn't the Holy Ghost. That was the current in my. <laughs> that. And so from that point on, I was like, hey, Deacon Mike, I need you to I need, I come, come to my house. And there was a point in time, everybody remember that old house on 122nd? There was a point in time where Deacon Mike was at my house every day. Every day. 
But beyond him just doing it for me, I started watching him. I started learning. Now, while although it was my house, although I was the man, I had to submit in my own space. Oh, this is going to be good. In my own space, I had to submit to somebody because of his knowledge. And some of you, here it is, you, you, your pride is not going to keep you from your elevation. Your pride is not going to keep you from your expansion. Your pride is not going to keep you from learning. Because this year, you're going to tell your pride, shut up, we don't know that. You're going, you're going to talk to yourself. That's what he said. You're going to have no conversations. And you're going to tell your pride, we don't know that. And so we're going to ask for wisdom. And even in some spaces where we have authority, we're going to submit to knowledge and wisdom. And we're going to be learners. Are we together? We're going to walk according to the standard of learning. The next one, we're going to, we're going to apply the standard of loving. You got to learn, and now you got to love. We're going to apply ourselves to the standard of loving. Now, here's the hard part. Listen to Jesus. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. Now, y'all pray for, just pray, just hold your neighbor, pray for, just, we're going to make it, church. You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? You are not even, uh, you, he, said, he said, you are not even the tax collectors doing that. If you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Repeat this. Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. So here it is. Now, here's the, here is, here is the, the hard the hard paradox of, of this, this, this year and, and leaving according to a standard. Here, here's one of the interesting thing that, things that God says. Although we are going to live in a year of standard, this is going to be a year where we stop making judgments. I'm, al- I'm aligning myself to a divine standard, but I, I make less judgments in this year. Here's what he says. He says, you are, going, you are going to learn how to love for real. He's, he's, he's talking to me. And I don't know if he's talking to you too. He said, because y'all are going to get away from this fake family, blood, church love. Y'all going to get away from this fake love that you love people until they piss you off. And, and then, then they, then they own, you, you know, you'll sign them off list. No, 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 no. He said, you're going to begin to erect a divine standard of love that's aligned with God's love. That is, that is so impactful that it, it has in it the ability to love people that are actively hating you. Why does, why does he say that the sun rises on the just as one of the unjust? Here's what he's saying here. He says, this is not the year because you're going to be so... You're going to be so engaged in living according to standard. This is not the year for you to give. A a concern. For how people watch this, for how people decide not to live their life. Because if that is the case. They have already made up their mind of what they will get and not get. But God never said, love the people who do and right. Because see, you could be just as righteous and hellish as you want to be. Because you think you're doing good by doing good to the people who do good and being bad to the people who be bad. God ain't never told you that. This standard is you love everybody. And you love them if they gay. And you love them if they lie. And you love them if they steal. And you love them if they smoke. And you love them if they drink. And you love them if they cuss. If you love them if they bang. If you love them if they strung out. If you. And I'll deal with everything else, says God. You love. 
shall fix. Oh my gosh. Oh my. You, you love, I'll deliver. You love, I'll change. You love, I'll make them aware of a reality that's beyond their pain. Standard of loving. We got to love. We're going to love. We're going to love for real. We're going to love hard and we're going to love for real. Now understand, understand, loving is not always, watch this, meeting desire. I just wanted to free, I wanted to free you. I wanted to free somebody. I wanted to free somebody who, 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 who last name may be Johnson and feel like they got to do everything. It may be more Johnson than you think. Don't look at, don't look at it. Your love does not always dictate you meeting their desires. God loves you. He don't meet all your desires. Because all your desires don't line up with his will. Oh my God, I'm helping somebody. And so you only are required to do what his will dictates. And everything else or anything else would be uncivilized. You're free. You're free to love. And you love and God is going to do the rest. Here it is. You're not, you're not, you're not going to waste your breath giving a whole bunch of lectures this year. Man, I feel that. Oh, baby, I love you. 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 But I'm, I'm, I don't have. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I didn't either. But I love you. Because watch this. The standard was. Here it is. We are at the Calvary already. The standard was you got to die on the cross. That was the standard. You got to die. And some of us. We have, we have stopped people from dying in their stuff. Because we keep being, we keep being their personal Jesus. But some stuff you got to die to in order to live through. I, okay, I'm not. And if you keep bailing them out, they ain't going to never die to it. And this is why in the next season it comes back in a vengeance. With, 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 with greater veracity. And you trying to figure out why. I love you. Let them die. Because love. Watch this. Greater love. Is not proven. But except by death. And so if I can prove love by dying for you. I can also prove my love by letting you die to it. That's how I prove my love. By letting you stay right there and learn every lesson you need to learn. I can't save you from it. Because if I save you from it, I don't really love you. Because I am, watch this, I am neglecting the learning that you need to get. Standard. Cold as ice, it seemed. To hear the old folks say, Deacon Mike said his parents said to me, I, I heard the same thing. Listen, if you go to jail, don't call me. I'm not putting my house up for your foolishness. Now I'm gonna tell you what though. We died of that thieving spirit. Because we don't want to go to jail. No more. So we just died in prison. And when I came out, and when we came out, and when you come out, you come out different. And I don't know what your jail looks like. And I don't know what your children's prisons look like. But I need you to understand that there are some things that we're going to have to let them die in. So that they can die too. So that they can live through. Standards. That, and now that's love. That's love. The standard of leading, the standard of leading, the standard of leading. He said, I need you to understand this. That's what Jesus says. He says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. 
So all of you who want to put on the hat, who want to sit in the seat, who want the office, who want the big car, who want the special parking space, who want all of that, and you want to be a leader, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I honor you, sir. I honor you, ma'am. Pick up a bucket. Get some plastic gloves. Find out who's hungry. Find out who's naked. Find out who's going without. And prepare yourself to be their servant. Come on, y'all heard that word before? Diakonos. It is your moment. This is your time to where you, where you begin to take up your servant's role. Take up your servant's role and begin to serve. Because this is the image of true leadership. True leaders don't tell you where to go. True leaders, they lead you where to go. It's, it, 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 is, it is remarkable to me that many of us will tell people to do stuff that we're not willing to do. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, family. Make sure you vet it in that regard. Because with the same measure that you meet, this is scripture, you shall be met also. I tell, I tell, I tell our leaders, hey, hey, you know, we, we, I was just talking just last week. I said, hey, watch your mouth. Watch those words that's coming out of your mouth. Because you will be held accountable to those words. Huh. Here's what the apostle tells us. Many of y'all, y'all, y'all might not want to see leadership. Because you're going to be hard, you're going to be harshly judged for the thing that you say and you do. Even more than the people that you lead. The standard of leading. We lead by serving. So you will know how good of a leader I am by how apt I am, willing I am, and how proactive I am in my service to you. You will know how the, how the people are around you. You will, you will be able to test your leadership by your level of service. Then we have the standard of leaving. The standard of leaving. The Bible says that the step of a good man or a good person are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This is going to be tough. But in this year, God is going to give you your divine exit strategy. Hear me. It's not just that heavenly, that, that, that we're leaving this location. I promise you, it's going to be a lot of blood and spirit on this floor before April 21st. Because we're going to wrestle with a lot of demons. And this is, this is why, why, you got, why, you, why you make the altar space so big? Because it's really an operating room. There will be conversations that are going to be had, and, 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 and they're, they're going to be, there's going to be seeking of the Holy Ghost to where we can deal with things because God is getting ready to give you a divine exit strategy. And you thought leaving, watch this, whatever God does in this house, he's doing in your house. He's doing in your life. He's doing in your spirit. And so you got to understand that God is giving you, even in this new year, permission to leave some stuff that he has designed for you to leave. And you cannot allow the tether of past to keep you in something that's dying and eroding. Now, I need you to hear the Holy Ghost. Don't hear yourself. Because some of y'all going to leave something God didn't tell you to leave. You're not in Jesus' name. You have to know it's God's season for you to walk. You have to know it's God's season for you to go from one place to another. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. But I, I need to speak this into this room and this culture that this is not a season for just staying where you've been just because that's where you've been. Some of us were never called to be in certain places. But we were there because of relationship. Y'all want to talk real for a minute? See, the garden of... Uh, 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 of Eden was for Adam and Eve and when Eve messed up they got put out now brothers y'all talk to me for a minute this may be a conversation for men's ministry meeting 
what would have happened if when Adam peeped Eve eating that thing like, hey, girl, uh-uh, see? The Lord, he, that, wait, God, look, I, listen, I, t- I told her don't even touch it. That's what I told her. I told her not, I told her, I told her not to touch it. She did. So what are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know if, if, if he would have got another rib. I said, let's, let's, let's make Evelyn. Because <laughs> I got some more ribs in here. I mean, do I need to get one more of these, Dad? You need another one. Now, that's conjuncture. That, that's, that, 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 that's, not, that's not a Bible study you need to study. But here's, here's what ensued. Because he stayed there, because he followed her in, in, into doing wrong, he got put out of what was created for him. And I want to challenge some of you not to get put out of what God created for you for the sake of a relationship. I'm just asking you to wrestle with it. I ain't write the Bible. I'm just saying what would have happened? Imagine. Because some of us are in the wilderness right now when we know what Eden feel like. You know what the fruit tastes like. You know what the temperature is. And you're toiling in a life that God never called you to be in because you're trying to be loyal. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a rough year, but it's going to be a good year. I promise he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. Last thing is the standard of legacy. Listen to what Psalm 78 says. We will not hide them from their children, but tell them the coming, but, but excuse me, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Here it is. Parents, leaders, family, friends, loved ones, gird up your loins and get ready to talk about your past. Get ready to do it. Get ready to deal with it. Get ready to let your sons and your daughters know why they have such instructions in their life. Because you are now preparing a legacy. Man, I feel God. Thank you, Jesus. It hurt me and it hurt you to see our children. It hurt our parents. My peers, y'all, y'all look right in me and y'all, y'all we're we going we to cry together for a minute and we're going to move on. It has hurt our parents to see us suffering with their demons. And when we had that baby out of wedlock, just like we were out of wedlock, they cried painful tears. Because they seen us struggle with their demons. But here's what's going to happen for our children. We're going to teach them the lesson that our parents were still struggling with. Because nobody, watch this, because our parents were taught how to have church, but they weren't taught about deliverance. how to be in the choir they were taught how to administrate they they were taught how to run an annual day they were taught how to run a rehearsal they were taught how to do all of that stuff but nobody told them what to do after the benediction nobody told them how to deal with the demons that come on Friday night when they're alone nobody helped them but there is a time coming where we're not afraid of our scars And we're not afraid to say we've been there. We're not afraid to say, and watch this. And mamas and daddies, they getting deliverance in the room too. And we all happy and rejoicing together. 
So now our sons and our daughters don't have to go down the same path. But we are erecting a divine legacy. Yes, I've been there. Yes, I've done that. And God has a greater vision for you. God has a greater will for your life. We will erect these divine standards. And we will see the protective hand of God do things for us that we cannot do for ourselves. Are you ready for this year? It's, it's going to be an amalgamation of what he does in, 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 in the corporate house and in your personal house. And you're going to see it. You're going to see it. And it's, and it's, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to, it's going to be a, a, a beautiful going in and out. And we're going to see God do it for us. But here's my admonishment to you. Set up the standard. If people don't want the standard, they don't want the address. You hear me? If people don't want the standard, they don't want your name. No, no, we're not arguing. There's no conversation. I got to live according to the standard. This is my life. This is my God. This is his will. So we're not arguing about this. There is no discussion. There's no wiggle room here. Because where God is getting ready to take you, standards are required. I'm, I'm, I'm calling my wife up. You ain't got no problem when you go to that four-star restaurant. And they tell you, oh, you know, coat and ties are required. You Watch this. Because you know where you're going, you get dressed for it. You don't, you don't wear your slides and your white beater. You take your do-rag off in the car. Because you know that there is a standard for the place. You going somewhere. I don't know who needs to hear this. You going somewhere, family. You're going somewhere. And so now we have to address, get dressed in the standard. So that we can meet these divine appointments. Good morning, family. Good afternoon now. Today is Vision Sunday. And so I thank God for a vision, even in the midst of prayer that he gave. And I pray for, uh, pray that everyone who can hear me hears uh, the spirit of the Lord. There's a vision of our men. Men first, wives with them, children to follow. But us gathered here, Bishop asked me to pray and to speak blessing. But we're going to pray, speak blessings as we all go before the Lord in a different way. Because what God is calling for us to do, the standards that he is setting. Last Sunday, the word came from Jeremiah 6.16. says, stand and look. Ask for the ancient way. And if we're going to do this together, we got to do it together, going before the Father together. And I'm praying, this is my prayer for all of us, that we no longer compartmentalize our lives to where there's a spiritual and a physical, to where we think it's only emotional or mental, but that we come into divine alignment with ourselves. I've been asked many times, why do you sit on the floor? Because God had to humble me in the mountains. We went to Big Bear. And I was so upset and frustrated with a lot of different things. And one of the complaints were, why can't we worship together like, like, like I've seen it? And he said, you're worried about people worshiping in the sanctuary, yet you behold my beauty here, and you're still sitting in your seat. In the sanctuary of his beauty, mountains and you see the lakes and you see the trees and you see birds. You, his creation is before you and you sit in your seat, yet you're mad when somebody's sitting in their seat in a wall made by man. Humble yourself, daughter. And ever since that day, I sat at his feet. 
people think it's because I'm sitting at the feet of Bishop, but I had to align my physical body, what, what God was saying to me. We have to, if we're going to be able to reach for these standards, we're going to call and ask Abba to lift us to these standards. We have to be willing to hear the word of the Lord but make it manifest. I declare over us that we will be the word incarnate, that we will be the word made flesh. We will hear his word. We will live it. If we follow the way of Christ, he said, I come to do the will of my father. I am the word come flesh. Everything that you heard the prophet say, I am, and we must be the same. It might seem weird, uncomfortable. It's because you're learning a new way. Talk to yourself. Pride, shut up. I'm learning the ancient way. And it's so, it may seem like a lot, and we're not going to tarry here because I just spoke the blessing that the Lord told me to speak, but we are going to go before our Father. And we are going to ask our Father to erect a standard in us. So as we decrease before him, as we bow before him, and once we all gather, I'm going to pray a simple prayer, a blessing that he has given to us. And the simple blessing is, Holy Spirit, as we rise, rise within us. So I would ask every man, If you are married, grab the hand of your wife. Gather your children. We're going to start from this top tier. And we're going to bow ourselves before the Lord. Every child, everyone in this place who said they heard the message of standard. Find a place to bow at this altar. Bishop just said this space is large enough for us all. There is no space up here that you cannot touch. So everyone, gather yourself, your family If this is the way we go, we go together. You don't have to wait to see who else is moving. If this is the way we go, we go together. The year of standard. The year of decrease. Father, you told us to stand, to look. You've given us what you see. You told us to ask for the ancient way. And there's no pressure. There's no prodding. We're not going back and forth with this. For those who desire the standard of the Lord to be erected in their lives, that we may as a people. So we bow ourselves. You need help? Grab a brother or a sister. Get a chair. But it's enough room for us. There's still room up here. If you need it, there's still room up here. You can come this way. There's still room up here at the altar if you're coming. There's room. It's a whole space right here. You don't have to feel pressured because he sees you. If you're not ready, he understands and he knows your heart. But for all who will. And as soon as we make it down, the last person down, I'm not looking, waiting for everybody, but the last intent down. I love all the workers, but if, you, if we moving together, let's move to this altar. Father, we desire your standard. We desire the ancient way, the good way, the good path. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you as our teacher, our guide, our comforter, our shaper. We acknowledge your presence in our lives. We come before you as a people. We strike down the thought of individualism. And we come to you as your people, your body. 
and all that has been spoken, may it be so according to your will. Your standard of learning over your people, your standard of living over your people, your standard of loving over your people, your standard of leaving over your people, your standard of legacy over your people. We submit to you saying we need to learn the way. Guide us in the way. Father, everyone bowed here who has decreased themselves, I pray that you make us devout disciples. Continue learners of your way, of your truth, of your life, that it may be mirrored through us every day in every engagement that we have. So, Father, we yield ourselves to you. We humble ourselves to you. We give ourselves to you. And, Father, we pray that even as we come together as your people, that you will bind our hearts and our hands. No more that we will argue, but we will encourage one another. Bind our hearts and our hands that we may uplift one another. That none will fall without the other. Strengthen us that the standard may stand. And, Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit to rest, rule, abide with us. And may it be for every house. Holy Spirit, as we rise, may you rise within us. And we declare it to be in Jesus' name. And it is so. As we rise, Holy Spirit, rise within us. 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 You can ask them yourself. As we rise, Holy Spirit, rise within us. As we rise, Holy Spirit, rise within us. As we rise, Holy Spirit, rise within us. Holy Spirit, rise within us. Holy Spirit, rise within us. Rise within us. Rise within us. Rise within us. As you're helping someone rise or as you're rising yourself, we are asking the Holy Spirit to rise within us. Help somebody else rise. Help somebody else rise. And as you're rising, as you're rising from the floor, say these words as we rise. Holy Spirit, rise within us. I speak blessings over those clearest to you, closest to you, those nearest to you. Speak blessing over them. Speak blessing over them. Speak blessing over them. We're getting ready to go home all together. Speak blessings to your family, your neighbor, your brother, your sister. Were you blessed by the message you just heard? If so, please leave a review so others can glean from the lessons you learned. And if you would like to help us continue ministry, feel free to give at HVCLA.com. We love you, family.